Hey, 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 guys, it is Allison. I am the host of your show, Allison Answers Mission Awake. I cannot wait to sit down with you today and go over how we are going to crush the mediocrity in your life that has been plaguing our society since the beginning of time. I cannot wait to have a real deal conversation that includes intelligence, fun, excitement, and real actionable steps to make a real difference in the life that you're living now and making it into something you can be damn proud of and excited to live. Sit down, put on your damn seatbelt, and get ready for the ride of your life. Hey guys, how are you today? It is Allison from Allison Answers and Logger Counseling Services. We are coming right back at you with the second part to our two-part therapeutic session hour on the podcast with Michelle. If you guys were tuned in to the last episode, you heard where we left off at the core of where Michelle's depression lay. And what we do in the next part of this interview is we really go into the primary programming that has created this later difficulty socially, emotionally, and relationally in Michelle's expectations in relationships. So put on your seatbelt, take notes, Please apply this to your own life. Take a look inward and see how you're programmed and how it's playing out in all these subtle ways that are invisible to you and creating outcomes that you may not want. So I'm really looking forward to you having this experience with Michelle. Okay, so now if you were to look at that and say, I'm I'm in a pattern that I'm actually a part of that I'm creating. It's not because of, it's not because of him. He's Mm -hmm. in the pattern too. Yeah. What would make you just like any one of us, believe me, I have patterns too. So don't, I don't want you to understand. I want you to understand there's no one on this earth. You're just brave enough to get your ass on this podcast and talk about it. Okay. So I don't want you to feel bad about this. You know how many young girls are in the same situation as you and they don't know why. So my best friend does the same thing with her, with her boyfriend. And we always yell at each other. We're always like, we're doing the same things with these two men and we're neither one of us change it. Like I'm going to tell you something. If you really want to change it, I can tell you exactly how to change it. Mm-hmm. Really, literally, we, you could change it. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, I am, I am going to tell you how to change it. But the number one thing you want to know, as soon as you really know the reason that you're doing it, you've begun the process of change. I feel like the reason that I'm doing it is because I feel like I need to be constantly affirmed because of that whole not feeling like wanted, not feeling loved. Like I constantly need that where I'm like, no, if you don't tell me, my brain automatically goes to thinking that it's not true. Okay. So now this is the question. So I would say to you that I think that there is great value in being with a person who gives you attention who shows you that you're valuable and all of those things. That is something that I have always expected. And so one of the things that I would say is I expect attention, but I don't need it. Yeah. Okay. So now let's, let's go back to what, so when people are needing attention to resolve something that doesn't have anything to do with the relationship, then it's, that's not going to going to resolve your need. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So what we need to know is, where did that need develop? 
probably from the breakup, honestly, because I don't think I had, I mean, I probably did subconsciously from like being bullied and like needing to be like accepted and stuff, but I didn't feel it in relationships. He was a band-aid, you know? So it's like, I didn't notice that. So this is the first time after our breakup that I'm struggling with. Can I just tell you something, honey? Look, so basically both of these relationships entirely different relationships are both pointing to the same issue. Okay. Can you see it? We don't usually see that. The fact that you're like, I mean, I'm seeing it now that you're explaining it, but like they're so polar opposites. Exactly. That like it didn't occur to me. Yes. Because this is what happens with people. That's why it's very good to dig in and look. It's not easy to look at ourselves. It's not. And it's not easy also to look at the relationship that you're in because I've had the same experience where when you're trying to describe a relationship and then people are knocking on that relationship, Mm -hmm. you want to like kill them, you know, stop, right? Because, you know, you see, but it's not about him or either one of them. It's about that, whatever that need is inside, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have need. It's just, you know, it's Mm -hmm. getting legit a legitimate need met in illegitimate ways. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my problem because I know that I have that issue about needing to feel wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's why I go back and forth so much because I'm like, how much of that is my issue of me actually being, but then how much of it is him just like not being a good boyfriend where it's like you, you should be putting some effort in because like, yes, he should, he should be putting something in. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I, that's why we're in the cycle because I don't know what it is it more. And I'm like, I don't know what would benefit me more to try and take that leap and be like, well, he can give you that independence in this because he's not like a relationship where you're attached at the hip. Like that would be a good thing because you'd be able to, you know, grow and be happy with yourself. Or is this genuinely just not the type of relationship that you want and is just he really not meeting what you want in a relationship and is this not the right thing and I'm like that's what I go back and forth with I don't blame you and you know what that is so that's classic for every single one of us because we have some issue which we all do doesn't matter what it is when we're in a situation where the issue is present it is very hard to be able to evaluate the situation in and of itself, because we have this other thing going on, right? Makes yeah. sense. So what's the solution? The yeah. solution may not feel great, but it's a really good solution. The first thing is, is that all the majority of your attention and focus right now is on what? Uh, probably him, to be honest. Okay. So if we were to not make any external decisions about him at all, Because a lot of people feel like, oh, when I start to talk to them about codependency or about a relationship, I'm going to tell them to break up. Never, ever. I never say that. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is stop focusing on them and turn the focus around and just be fully present in yourself. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And instead of, so you want to be emotionally sober. So instead of whatever he does or doesn't do, he doesn't call, he doesn't whatever. Now, when you have that strong feeling, you go inward and you say, Michelle, what is it about this behavior right now or this lack of behavior right now that is having such a frightening 
experience inside of you. Michelle, what is it that feels so threatening right now about this lack of contact? And then you do not focus on what he's doing. You focus on what you're afraid of. Yeah. What is threatening your heart? What what you keep going, right? There's that. Then what I can tell you about how to change a situation, you can change it in like a minute. And I'm really not kidding. <laughs> if you keep doing what you always did, you will keep getting what you always got. Yes. You were in a pattern repeatedly over and over again in this relationship. It's a cycle. And so the way relationships work, anything dynamics in a family, in a system, is that everybody has scripts. So if I were to say to you, hey, Michelle, if you said to this man, um, hey, I haven't heard from you, what, what would you say if you haven't heard from him? What would happen? Let's do the script. Okay. I'd be like, um, hi, like, or question mark or something. And in a text? Yeah. Okay. How many times have you done that? Is that typically the way it would roll? Yeah, it depends on my mood. I, tr I really don't like texting him if he's not yeah. hitting me up because I'm more of like, I'm very stubborn and I'm like, no, he should be texting me first. So I'm just going to wait for him to text me. So how do you wait a long time? And then do you eventually? Yeah. Text or do you? Yeah. You wait Normally that's how it goes. Normally I wait a while like yesterday. So I haven't heard from him since Saturday. So I waited all day Sunday and then all day yesterday. And I finally texted him at like 530 yesterday. Is that the amount of time you usually wait? Pro probably. Yeah. Okay. So let's stop there. Yeah. Probably like almost two days. Okay. So whether he, whether he realizes it or not, mm -hmm. you guys are both programmed for that. If yep. that's like a, a, a time period. So what would happen because what you want is you would like him to be reaching out to you and you don't mm -hmm. like that he doesn't. And when you finally do reach out to him, how do you feel about yourself when you do that? Shitty. Okay. So that right there, if, if I were to ask you, do you think that's in your best interest at that moment since you feel shitty? Not, forget about relationship <laughs> rules. Yeah, no. Does that work? No. Okay. So then... And if you keep doing that, you'll keep getting the same result, right? Yep. So then mm -hmm. you say it, then what does he do when he gets back to you? He goes, hi, terribly sorry. Um, but like, I was terribly sorry I went off the radar or like I went on my, like, so sorry. How's it going? And then you feel? Annoyed. Because I'm like, it's fantastic. It's it's so great. Like, I've just been waiting to hear from you for 48 hours. And then I finally hear from you. Literally, like, as soon as I text you, you answer me rather quickly. And you're like, oh, how's it going? Okay. So what do you think? So do you, you don't want to feel that feeling? Nope. I always do. You, do. you end up, you do, right? So what always. do you do? Yeah. So w do you want, do you want to stop feeling that? Yeah. And I'm always like, well, I'm disappointed that I haven't heard from you. And he says, it's always just, oh yeah. Again, like my apologies. I'm like, you know, whack you in the face. Like I can't, like, it's so annoying. Okay. So, so let annoying. me ask you a question, love. Okay. Just think about this for a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So is the solution to the way that you feel based in him and what he says or does then, or if he changes? What do you, what do you mean? Like, you know, you feel like this crappy feeling. It's been, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of days. You feel frustrated. Is this, is the resolution for that feeling? Does it feel like it's based in him changing? That's been the problem so far. Yeah. Is that I feel like the only way I'm not going to get upset is if he doesn't do these things. Yeah. So then what that means is, is that he has the power over your emotional state that in a way, yeah, you're a hostage emotionally to his behavior. A hundred percent. Yeah. So do you believe that you can be free from being a hostage? Mm. Every time I've tried, it has not worked out. Well, then how do you try? That's my problem is I just want to learn how to be happy by myself. Okay. Like, I don't like that my happiness relies on a guy. Like, even if it is him or even if it's just somebody else, like, I don't, like, I hate that. How do you think that that would change? I just, I mean, I've been kind of working on it for like a while, but I really, I feel like I genuinely don't know how to like actually fix it like being happy like by myself because I have that innate loneliness like so embedded in me it's Mm -hmm. so easy for me when I'm trying to be happy alone it just always shifts into the loneliness headspace always yeah so really what what is so important is that part of you that's alone needs a voice yeah that part of you that's hurting so much that is getting these momentary periods of relief by saying, I'm so mad at you, or I'm so hurt, or this, I'm disappointed. That's, that's the voice, right? So to be able to give that part of you that may be very young, or I don't know, give that little part of you a voice to be able to share what really hurts, not in the context of another person, but what is it that's you're longing for that you're missing that hurts so badly that you need? So one of the things we do is that we try to align with situations that will help us to express the feeling that's already there. So he gives you the opportunity to feel what's already inside. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, whether he's doing the right thing or the wrong thing is not even something I think about in the moment, because in the moment, once you have an understanding of what you're longing for so, so much, and you're kind mm-hmm. to that part of yourself, and you meet that need in the way that will actually work. Because we, we, you know, all feelings want are to be felt. So you're getting an opportunity over and over again to express disappointment and loneliness and feeling, you know, mm-hmm. not cared for and confused. Mm-hmm. You're getting an opportunity to feel it over and over again. That tells yeah. me that that's already in you. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why it's, I get very easily triggered because of like course. it is already there. Of course. Of yeah. course you would. How could you not? Yeah. So basically what needs to happen next is that, so there's two, there's two levels to this. One is addressing that part of you that's really not feeling well. And that may have something to do with why you don't physically feel well. And that could also be related to the anxiety. It definitely is the anxiety and the depression. Mm -hmm. So now, and we become addicted to the feelings we have felt the most. Our bodies create receptors for those feelings. And then when we don't feel those feelings, 
we um, go into a state of withdrawal chemically, just like a drug. So that makes so much sense because I feel like that's why I literally do my own dumbass things and I do this all to myself. And I'm like, you're so stupid. Like, why are you doing that? And it's like, that's why. <laughs> yes. Well, because, you know, and it's not, um, it's not an issue of stupidity. It's an issue of being in an actual state of withdrawal. The only way to know or to stop that is to know and to say, oh, I'm actually going through withdrawal of the feeling of disappointment and loneliness right now. And it is, I am going crazy. I need someone somewhere to, to, to either make me feel this again. Mm-hmm. Or to, you know, you're desperate to feel lonely or desperate to feel that. And it sounds counterintuitive, but it's a fact. This is what happens in our body. No, it makes sense because I felt it before. But my two questions now are, one, how do you identify that that's what it is? Especially with depression, there's always a blurred line. There is always like, when I feel like when I'm depressed, I'm like, is anything I'm thinking even real right now? Does anything even make sense? Because you're just so in your head about everything. Mm -hmm. So like how can I make sure that I'm like one, like this is actually rationally like what's going on. What do you mean rationally going on? What does that actually mean? Like how, how can I like determine like this is your body's need to feel these things, not just you spiraling. Well, the thing is, does it, does it really matter? I guess not. Like if you need to feel it, you need to feel it type thing. Well, I mean, you're, you're having this experience inside of your body. And in that moment, you know, that it is a dragging, pulling feeling that's happening. And are you repeatedly, you know, being lured in or aligning with situations that will create it, you know? So, so the thing is that, so one of the things to do about it is first of all, to know that we can, we can address that in a minute. The next thing is relationally, what do you do? Just like we're addicted to things, you know, emotional states, to thoughts, to behaviors, to beliefs, we also become scripted in relationships. You got, you basically know the pattern. You both know it. You know, the period of time, the, the number one thing Mm -hmm. to do, and it's so simple. You're going to actually laugh Mm -hmm. and it's so simple and you, most people don't do it, but it Mm -hmm. actually works. So basically whatever you're doing with him stop okay okay and what i mean is you know it could be it could be one it could be a lot of different things so it could be whatever the pattern is you don't want to do that pattern so mm-hmm. for example it could be that if you're playing a game where you're not going to text him because you're waiting for him to disappoint mm-hmm. you he's going to yeah don't do that anymore. And you can do that in two different ways. And I, you know, there's, it doesn't really matter which way you do it. Really. It may, it actually may matter. Everybody on who's listening, probably like, no, don't do the first one. But you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, so if you Mm -hmm. want to talk to somebody all the time, what is the reason that you're waiting two days to talk to them? That's one. Mm -hmm. Maybe because you would like, you don't believe that he'll show an effort and you need a person in your life who will. Yes. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, it's just personal opinion. I expect a man to pay complete attention to me and to um, pursue me and I won't go in any other direction. It doesn't matter to me. 
And it doesn't, and I don't care if it's right or wrong. It's just what I know I want. And that's what I need. And that's what I'm doing. doesn't matter. So if that's what you want and you know that, and that's a baseline. Yep. Is that how you feel? Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah. Listen, it's, and this is not about an opinion about that. Other people might say, who cares? Well, it, they may not care. And and you may, you may not, but then when something becomes a game, there's a problem already. Yeah. So what I think is that what could you do differently that would satisfy your longing? Now, I don't mean he's going to um, give you what you want. Mm -hmm. Let's say you didn't do what you always do. You don't, you don't text him at that two day mark. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to go through freaking withdrawal. You're going to go crazy, right? Yes. So let's just say you don't. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to think about it. So in a in a in a system or a relationship where there's scripts, he's going to naturally just feel that it's about time when you're going to contact him. Mm-hmm. Now either he will not contact you, right, and that will up. You're feeling there's a, there's something that happens that's called a change back move. And what that means is, is that when you're in a pattern with a person, it doesn't matter who they are when you're in a pattern and then you stop doing the pattern, they unconsciously do a change back move, which could be the thing that would create in you such a push that you would do the thing that they have expected you to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it could be that he just doesn't contact you or it could be, I don't know, something that would make you even feel even crazier, you know, like, and just have to contact him. Yeah. Or one of the things that could happen is he could actually feel and experience that what you want, you know, can you let him miss you? Yeah. And if he really does not want to contact you, right. Would you want to know that? Yeah. Okay. So do you think you could lose by not doing that thing? No, the only reason I even, I even contact him in the first place is because I just get so sick of being in the negative headspace of like thinking about it, waiting for him. And that's the only reason I break not because I actually want to hear from him or whatever is, but that's the whole point. The whole point is, is yeah. that now, instead of making it about him, now yeah. you're going to sit with, and I'm not talking about live with, I'm talking about breaking out of a yeah. life of repeatedly feeling that and finally yeah. facing that part of you and asking the, the kind questions, treating yourself like a really true friend and yeah. to say, honey, what's going on now? Yeah. Let's do something different. Let's focus on you. What would make you feel better? And then what you're doing is you're moving yourself through the withdrawal. Yeah. That makes sense. That's my problem. Like that's why I I never been able to move through it. I just constantly like once I'm there, that's it. It's all hope is gone. Like that's what I struggle with. Are you, are you willing to go to rehab? Oh yeah. Are you willing to go detox basically? Yeah. And basically it's detox. And in the detox, you're going to see more of the truth. You're going to see what really is this terrorized feeling that's going to mount and get, it could get worse, but Mm -hmm. you're going to live through it. Like you're going to ride the wave and you're going to let it crest, you know, get to the highest point. And then you're going to, you're going to breathe through it and you're going to, you're going to teach yourself that you can be okay without him. Yeah. And you're not going to blame him for your pain. 
anymore because no one is responsible for your pain. No yeah. one. Is that what do you think of that? Yeah. I'm already like getting to that point where I like I used to blame him way more and I feel like I already don't as much because like I'm I'm starting to slowly Have you taught him? Have you taught him to disappoint you? Oh, I think that's just always I don't even think that even needed to be taught. That was just always the lesson from first day of school. That's like that's where we were. That's just how we started. Like that's always that's all we know. But if you think about it, all all you know is him being disappointing and you being disappointed. Yep. So he must need to be disappointing mm -hmm. and you must need to be disappointed. Yeah. And are you ready to not be in that role anymore? Yeah, I think we're both ready to break out of those. But did you, you see how you just went right to him? Yeah. We're both ready. Yeah. Suppose he's not. Suppose mm -hmm. he needs to be disappointing for another two months, but you don't want to be disappointed. Could gotcha. you be a woman who's not going to be disappointed? And it doesn't mean that he's changed yet. It means yeah. he will no longer live as a person who's disappointed. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. What, what are you hearing me say? I definitely like, it's just that I'm not going to like be disappointed by him all the time anymore. You're going to go to yourself. Yeah, that's just my my thing. Like I I can picture myself like not being disappointed by him all the time. I can't necessarily picture myself just not being disappointed about everything in general and like disappointed and like upset about it. Like I I still feel like it's going to be hard for me to like get out of that depressive state. And it's like I can I can remove myself cuz I have in the past of him and like he's not the reason for it anymore. I mean, I guess he is like kind of because then I'm upset that he's not around. So I guess it's like the same well, thing. That's where the energy is going. That's where the focus is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, yeah. No, it's not him. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I mean, he has his own, whatever his is, but the, what I'm, what I would say to you is that's the first, very, very first step to actually healing and finding out what that disappointment is. Now, does that mean now, this is what I would have been afraid of at your age. If somebody told me this, I would have uh, scared to death <laughs> is that the person is telling me that I now I can't be in a relationship. So what I'm saying to you, I'm not telling you that. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that the relationship that you're in with yourself, it will really, really help you to turn around and be be a wise observer of that disappointment and find the source of it mm -hmm. not because it's there it's living in you and part of it is the is the chemically that you're addicted to it right mm -hmm. and part of it probably comes from a lot of different things so like let's say for example as an only child that was getting a lot of affirmation and a lot of consistent mm -hmm. communication of your mm -hmm. value which may be translated into the concept that without that, I'm nothing, you know, mm -hmm. that could happen. And then going to school and not having that same kind of experience, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. also people hurting you. Yeah, I feel like the number one thing, like when I go into those like states, it's like, 
it's always the breakup. That's like always the turning for for me is like, that's always what I look to. You mean the, the first breakup? Yeah. So let me ask you to do something. This will really be a big move. It will really help you. Mm-hmm. So when you go to feel that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. You start to feel that. And then you're like, you remember that breakup, which was so agonizing. I get it. I'm going to ask you to shift your thoughts away from that. It's going to be very hard. Yeah. And ask and say, no, it's past that. Okay. He gave you an opportunity to solve it and to feel it both. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think that's the thing is I didn't, I didn't feel it before hand. Right. So that's where it stops. It, it starts and stops like right there, you know, Well, maybe you didn't feel that unbelievably extreme loss, which is the, the, you know, the first heartache is like the worst ever, like of anything. Right. Terrible. But, but if you think about the underlying experience, right. Of being in high school of being, you know, even when, when I asked you, when you were home and you were getting all that love and attention, you, you did feel lonely. Yeah. Right. And you did want, when you described college, you wanted friends so much that you were willing to compromise yourself. Right. Yeah. So it's like, that's an ongoing experience. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that it needs to be, it needs to be loved and healed. And the biggest block to getting healed is focusing on some other thing that we believe is the reason for it. Mm-hmm. That will block you from knowing that what happened before, like he solved it. Does that make sense to yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was giving all that. Yeah. So what are, what are the, like the correct things that I should be telling myself? Because like now that I know, like, where the loneliness really really stems from like even like pre breakup like how do I like once I identify that how am I like gonna shift to being like okay with that or like healing that I guess well I'll give you one exercise to do which is really cool you can identify it as some younger part of you some part of you right Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be younger but we can just call it that so one of the things I have people do is I have them write a letter back and forth. Dear little Michelle, dear big Michelle, dear little Michelle, dear big Michelle. Mm -hmm. So what, what, as the adult, you would write dear little Michelle, or you could start dear big Michelle. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an example, dear big Michelle, how come you keep forcing me to be loved by others? Dear big Michelle, how come you left me so long ago, because what ends up happening as a little girl, let's just use it like that. As a little girl, let's say you felt lonely for some reason. As a little girl, I don't know Mm -hmm. what it could be. There's a million reasons that, you know, it doesn't, we don't have to blame anyone, it just whatever. One of the things that we do is that if let's say your parents were always giving you love, you may have always had to be happy. I mean, I know that uh, that was part of something that happened with my own life that, you know, like you can fall into that when people are always like, they really just want you happy. And they're always like giving and loving you, you almost feel like an obligation to be. And so if let's say you had a feeling of loneliness, because you were an only child, it could happen. That's not unusual. So then, at that point, you may have had to say I'm making this up. I'm not saying it's true. You may have had to say, 
you know what? Stop. Everything's good in your life. You don't have to feel lonely, you know, and stop, shut up. And at that point, we will not grow emotionally. We'll grow up and, you know, and, but what will happen is our, we will stay a certain age emotionally in certain parts of ourselves, which you see, I mean, you could see it in people who suddenly act really immature, right? I yeah. mean, you're like, wait a minute, you're an adult and how come you're acting like this, right? Yeah, so literally. that part of you that is, let's say, very lonely may have had to have been abandoned by you. Does that make sense? A little, yeah. So let me say what I mean by that is when you're lonely, if you could have said to your mom or your dad or somebody, I don't know, I really just feel so down. I feel lonely. I I feel like I need something. Right. Now, let's say you felt like you didn't want to disappoint them by saying it. I don't know. I'm making this up. Yeah, Yeah. Is that so then you would have to, in order to be a part of that system, not demonstrate that you're lonely. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we will abandon a part of ourselves in order to fit in a social or a yeah. community, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be, you know, I'm well adjusted. I have good parents, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm not lonely. Yeah. Whatever, but like I a am. big smile thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So then that part of you stays that age, that lonely mm-hmm. and abandoned. So does that make sense? Yeah. Now the adult part may be like, shut, shut the F up. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Look around you. This life is perfect. It could have been with your boyfriend too. You may have had an ache or a loneliness and then you're like, stop, look, he's so good to you. What are you doing? Stop complaining. You know, like that's the adult abandoning that other part of you that has no voice. So what Mm -hmm. you do is you want to become integrated as a human being. Because we have different ages. The only context that our younger self grows in is in the context of love and acceptance. And that's all you want, Michelle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that little part of you needs to reconnect with the older part of you. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that you write a letter to the little part and say, oh, I love you so much. You're so wonderful. If you don't feel it, you tell the truth. You say, I wish you would shut the F up. If that's how you feel. I don't know how you feel. I'm just making that up. You tell the truth to it. You let that part of you tell you the truth. Does this make sense? What would, yeah. your, what would your lonely part say? I wish I had a sibling. Okay. I wish I had a sibling. Yeah. Or like more friends. Yes. I wish I had a sibling. Yeah. I wish I had more friends. Like I want more people my age around me. Yes. And not having that makes me feel what? upset alone Mm -hmm. different definitely different um more anxious with people my age when I am around them because I don't know how to be around them because I'm never around them makes a lot of sense yeah did you feel like it was hard to be able to express that or tell people that is that yeah I never said anything well think about that yeah so now if you gave that little girl a voice to just express it you just expressed it in a very like you know, it was a direct and clear way, but there's a lot of other feelings underneath that that probably are very primitive because the things that we, the things that we um, bury alive, you know, like parts of ourselves, they become more and more primitive. And they feel like if I ever express this, you know, I'll die or I'll, I'll never stop crying or, you know, so 
it's almost like an ongoing ache that just feels like it's, I, I can't even tell anyone because it even feels so maybe young, maybe almost like, you know, like you want to just cry and say, you know, I'm lonely. I need something. I need someone. Where is everyone? Why am I by myself? Why aren't you texting me? Yeah. Why aren't you calling me? Yeah. And then you have this other boyfriend who's there, 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 there. He's obnoxiously in love with me. He's constantly there for me. Do you see it? Yeah. You see the little girl in there? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Well, just say yes to me. If you don't no, care. I do. I do. I do. What does this feel like? Ugh. Like, I mean, more just like frustrating because it's the same feeling just in such a different context. So let's so let's think about it. That means that you're getting better. It's the same feeling in a different context tells me and you that it's not the context that we have to fix anymore. Yeah. It's the feeling inside. It's that part of you that needs the help and yeah. stop stop tinkering around on the outside to fix an internal problem. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you a story and then we're going to stop. Okay. <laughs> okay, ready? Right. The story is this. A man, um, there's, a, there's a blackout in his house and in his neighborhood, and he drops his keys. He starts looking all over his house for his keys. He cannot find them. He goes outside because he sees a light, like of the moon outside, and he goes outside to look for his keys. His neighbor comes over and says, hey, buddy, what are you looking for? And he says, I'm looking for my keys. I can't find them anywhere. And the neighbor is like, okay, let me help you. So now they're looking for the keys, right? So then the neighbor says, where did you lose your keys? And he says, inside by my sofa. And the neighbor says, well, how come you're looking out here? And he says, because it's light out here. Now, the truth is, is that do you, do you hear that story? It makes no sense. Yeah. And that's what we do. We have a problem inside. And because it looks like outside, we're going to find the answer. There's no answer out there. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You feel sad and depressed after this conversation? Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about how it's not going to be sad and, de- and, and depressing. because. Sometimes when you find a part of yourself, it can feel that way. Yeah. Because if you can look at it as a proactive experience, that you have found a part of you that has been lost and has been desperate and has been searching just for simple things that you deserve and that you really want, that it was just been hard for you to express. So you look for situations outside of you that make that feeling make sense. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? What I just mm-hmm. said? Yeah. It's a way of trying to make sense of something that doesn't feel like it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense when you describe the guy who just doesn't touch you for two days. And then the feeling makes sense. Yeah. Right. The boyfriend breaking up out of nowhere makes sense. Mm-hmm. What we really want to heal is the part that inside, we have a lot of parts inside of ourselves that don't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. So 
we don't have to make sense of it. You just need to allow it to feel and express. It doesn't mean that you're going to live there. You, you know how fast once you identify something and you then when the feeling arises, as soon as it comes up, you say, oh, shoot, I expected you. You show up often and you're here because you, this situation is giving you an opportunity to feel this really, really bad feeling. So listen, honey, let's, you identify what it is that hurts. Yeah. You know, that lonely feeling has just arisen. You Mm -hmm. want to separate it from the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And you want to also find out what are the thoughts that are contributing to that feeling. Does that make sense? So a be- you, and this will actually require another therapy session. The belief, you want to know the belief that is fueling that feeling because there's beliefs underneath that fuel. Are those your core beliefs? Yes. Joanne's so big on those. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes. Core beliefs. The thoughts that you think the most. We have about 90,000 thoughts a day. 91% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we thought yesterday. The only way to change our inner world is to use the 9% of creative thought to pivot away from the thoughts that support disappointed, lonely, I'm never going to have a peer, I'm never going to have the love that I need, whatever those thoughts are. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. You want to not allow your mind, you want to be in charge of your mind. Because you'll just call more of those situations to now on the surface, what you do is you don't do the same shit with that guy that you do. Yeah. And you are a wise observer. So now I'm not, you know what, when his, when he becomes distant, you're basically supporting a behavior you hate. Yeah. So now you just, you allow him to not contact you. Yeah. You suffer through the feeling and you move it away from him okay. and understand what is it about this situation? Because adults can be left, but they cannot be abandoned. Children can be abandoned. Mm-hmm. He's a free person and he can decide to do whatever he wants. And what he's deciding to do could make him not have a person that's very important to him in his life. And if that happens, then he would have to feel that feeling, but you're not allowing him to feel it. You're not allowing him to feel the consequences of what it would mean to not contact someone who has made it very clear that they need to be contacted. You're not letting him do that. Yeah. And that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So allow him to suffer at a loss. Mm -hmm. And if you really expect something from him, let him do it. And if he doesn't do it, It's very clear you're telling yourself by not accepting that you're telling yourself how you're going to be treated. And guess what happens? You get treated that way. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We a hundred percent command how we're treated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. What are you thinking? Oh, just like kind of the same thing. So it's like, okay, well, like, now like really diving into where that feeling stems from it's like almost I guess like well we know he's not going to change so it's like we don't know that when pigs fly out I I want to just point something out do you see where you immediately went you said when I had you 
started to talk about that vulnerable part of you and said, and we already know that he's not going to change. So it went right to him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm now like my, my thought is like, so if, if he stays the exact same. Okay. And then the, the only thing that's changing now is me. That's so good. That's the best yeah. way to be. That is it. That's the exactly, solution. Exactly. And now that kind of just leaves me of like, how much am I going to, I guess, deal with from him? Like, am I Nothing. actually to be Nothing. okay? Nothing. Yeah. You're not dealing with anything that yeah. doesn't resonate with what you want. Listen to me. <gasps> Listen, this, <laughs> okay. This communicates love like you have no idea love for you and love for him. Mm-hmm. You're not, not, you're not playing a game. You're not going to not contact him so that he feels like shit. And that's the reason he contacts you. No, you're yeah. going to let him feel his feelings related to his behavior, whatever they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the surest way to change any relationship anywhere, no matter what kind of relationship it is, what is the surest way to change it? You can't change the person. Forget about it. That's what yeah. you're doing. Forget about that. Where is yeah. your greatest command? I mean, yourself. A hundred percent. You want to yeah. change any relationship, change yourself. Yeah. So it's a fact. It is my job to take care of myself in my relationships. It is not your job to take care of me. When yeah. I take care of myself, either you join me yeah, or you don't. But you are much more likely to join me when I demonstrate my own care for myself. If I okay. don't, there's a very good chance you're not. You're, you are so much less likely to get what you want if you don't do it for yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I guess like now my focus will just be myself, I think. And then like just waiting to see if he wants to join or not. We're not going to wait. We don't wait. We don't wait. There's no waiting. No. We're going to do you without waiting. You're not going to look at the clock, the day, the time. Yep. You may uh, notice that there hasn't been contact, but that shouldn't surprise you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, a pattern is a pattern. But you're mm-hmm. not going to provide the rest of the pattern on your end. You're you're leaving the pattern. So the pattern has to change. So if he contacts me, I don't go back into that pattern of like, well, why didn't you talk to no, me? No, absolutely not. Hey, what's up? How are you? Just like everything's fine. No, but I'm not talking about pretending. Yeah. I'm talking about. No, like not doing the same doing thing. Doing your life. Yeah. And just, well, yeah. He asks, how are you doing? It's just, yeah, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Like I'm not letting you bother me. Yeah. Well, you don't, not going to act. You're going to, you're going to learn how to not allow that to take you hostage emotionally again. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Whatever we practice, we get good at. Yeah. You've practiced this with him for a while. So you've gotten good at it. Yeah. He's gotten good at feeling like a disappointment and you've gotten good at feeling disappointed. You yeah. don't want, you want to practice not living a life of disappointment anymore based on other human beings. Yep. If you think yep. about it as a, as a child um, in a house where you don't have other peers, it's just, this is, you know, every, every family size has different issues. You know, a two child home has issues, you know, so I'm not like pointing out yours. 
but it's everyone. A large family has other issues. Yeah. yeah. For you, your issue, it, it's, it can feel there's no other mirroring back of a, of a same, same age person. And it can, you know, translate into what's wrong with me. I'm weird, you know, like, or what am I? I can't figure myself out. Right. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it will, you, you may long for someone else to communicate your value or who you are, or am I doing this right? Or right. Does it make sense? Yeah. That's, that's been my problem for years though, because of this very issue that we talked about. It's like, I try too hard and I need to just be myself and then let other people do their thing. Like not, like not have me be trying so hard. And like, if it comes naturally, it comes naturally. It's always me trying to force something. Well, you know, what's interesting about that? The reason that any of us would force something is because we feel like um, in order to have something, we have to make it happen. So not being able to believe that you're valuable enough to receive that. So you're going to make it. That's me. And I'm like, well, this guy's not going to ask me out on his own. So like, I have to, I have to do it, you know? Well, what I want to tell you about young men, your age, that is the surest way to push every man away. Oh my God. I know. I know. And it's like the worst. That's why I'm still single, but it's like, and then I always try to like not do it, but then I just get annoyed and I'm also like impatient. So I'm like, okay, well like stop wasting my time. (laughs) I'm not the play it cool. Like I need to like, just like literally like let them pursue my mom's always like boys like to pursue like let them pursue let them do and like I'm just literally me thriving like existing and like not caring so much but it's always me caring and being like um okay so like what are you doing what are you doing and like just pushing the because I'm like obsessing about it well they can't win like that because men need to, um, women need to receive and men need to give. If you just look at a man, male, female body, that's the way it is. Men need to hunter gatherer. They need to go and they need to win and they need to be able to have some sort of, you know, if they believe that they cannot, um, first of all, if something is not, um, they don't have to work for it. It doesn't have value. And if they don't, and if they, if they believe that they can't win, they're not going to want to do it. So he's in a situation with you where he cannot win. Yes. He's not going to, he's not going to feel good about himself or the, or the interaction. Yep. So there's a lot to the surest way I am telling you just head, heart, feet all in the same spot. You have a feeling go inward, stop going outward. Do not do anything to stop your own feeling that has to do with anyone else. Leave everybody else alone when it comes to your feelings. Okay. Don't look for anybody to fix your feelings but you. Yeah. What do you think of that? Can you do that? Try. <laughs> let's let's do you don't know this about me, but I don't let people say try. Okay. We don't try, we do. Okay. So if you only do it in the moment that you're in, 20 seconds. Okay, I can do this for 20 seconds. Then Let me put my timer on again. I'll do it for another 20 seconds. Okay, let me put my timer on again. Okay, I want to contact him. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go here with my friend. I'm going to go for a walk with my dog. I'm not going to do what I do every time if I have to chew my arm off. Yeah. I'm going to shut off my phone. Yep. You got me? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to say to everybody who's listening? Because did we forget? That they're all here listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, just I guess thanks for listening. Um, and 
my after having talked about everything, uh, you could all probably assume that I'm definitely wondering what you're all thinking of me. Um, oh that's my how I, am. Um, <laughs> I can't um, wait to get the comments. And guys, I want you, I really, really want you to tell Michelle from your heart and nothing, if there's haters, I stop, you know, I'll delete your ass, but basically <laughs> tell her what you, what you think of her because she has incredible value. She just doesn't know it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I struggle with that, but I, I don't know. I just hope that somebody could relate to something that I'm saying and also just like be more open to talk about things that you don't necessarily want to talk about because I think it's helpful for other people too, not just for yourself. So I think it could benefit a lot of people. Um, and if you need therapy, Joanne, Allison, they are <laughs> 12 out of 10s. They are great. I think like everybody can benefit from therapy. So if you want to talk to someone, I think you probably should. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Let me ask you, what do you, what's going to be different in your life? My thought process when I'm sad. Like, I don't like the, the headspace that I go to when I'm sad and, like, thinking about it and, like, having it be about, like, the men and everything. Like, I feel like it's really going to be different. And, like, if I do, let's say, like, I I get triggered by that and, like, let's say I, I fall back into it of, like, being sad from him. It's I'm, I'm kind of going to switch it to be like, okay, well, we're here, but he's not actually the reason why we're here. So, like, let's exactly. think about it the reason why we're here. Yes. And you're going to interact with yourself instead of him, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Listen, it was such an honor to talk to you. I want to thank you so much for being so open. And um, I know it's hard. It is hard to do this, but God, if I had like five more times with you, (laughs) kick some ass over here. Yeah. Honestly, seriously, I want you to just keep the focus on yourself. Pivot away from feelings and thoughts and beliefs that are keeping you in this pattern because you don't want to be in the pattern and you you have the say so over your mind. It's going to feel so crazy. Everything you tell yourself is going to sound like a lie, but the things that you're already saying are the lie that he's your solution. Yes. Nothing outside of ourselves is our solution. Yeah. It's not ever. You understand that? Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's just an honor that um, you were able to sit this long and to to go through this process with us. All right, guys, talk to you soon. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I just want to say to you that we are all together a part of the mission, Mission Awake, a mission that's going to stop the mediocrity that's plaguing all of us. So if you got something here today, I ask that you would be a part of this mission and you'd share it with whoever you can. Take a screenshot of the show and share it on your Instagram. If you are looking for me, you can find me on social media platform, Instagram, Allison Answers or Logger Counseling Services. And give us a, a review and subscribe if you could to YouTube. Allison Answers. That's where you're going to get a lot of content. I drop stuff every day, goofy stuff, all different kinds of stuff. Five-minute videos that just get you moving in your day. Have a great week. See you next time.